0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Brokenness to Faith podcast. I am your host Noah with our special guest today. Please introduce yourself, Shane Beales. That's I'm correct.
1: In the building, and I'm thankful to be here. Thank you, Noah, for inviting me onto the show yet again. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I made it back on. Honestly, That's right. I wasn't expecting to be invited back.
0: Well, uh, especially
1: after last episode.
0: Yeah, I was going to say since Mark quit, <laughs> um, we're we're it's looking it. for a new co-host oh there he is Didn't quit speak of... so i saw the ratings go down oh, the one. moment i was gone the ratings that's right i bet
2: you can look by minute by minute like viewership mm-hmm. like <laughs> your TV. the first minute without me was probably like
0: <sighs> on I'll, I'll check it. points. Um, yeah so we got a uh, chain special guests in town from college um We have some Albanese gummies. Albanese gummies. How you even say them? Made in the USA. That's correct. Albanese. Albanese. They're not bad. Better than whatever Mark
2: eats. My my Greek professor... They are bad. 28% sugar. Last semester,
1: my Greek professor walked in with a giant bag of these, and he said, this is my brand. His name is Matthew Albanese, and he gave us all... Yeah, and only nine (laughs) pieces
2: is 28%. So, So I've had three pieces... So one-third of that would be, so eight, 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 nine, it would be like 9%, I'm almost at 9
0: to 10%. So if you eat about 30, you're at a 100%, just like that. Do you just have one <laughs> Arizona like kiwi
2: strawberry, just one of those cans, that's
0: 124%.
2: How much is your super monster?
0: Sugar-free, Mark. Oh. It's all I drink, sugar-free. Okay, okay. but there's other
2: stuff in there that's bad for you. Oh, I'm sure, but
0: it's not true. Uh, but it's not sugar. <laughs> so you um, won't die of sugar? Yeah. You'll just die of something else. Anyways, this is not a health podcast, so please ignore the last I mean, five minutes. It could um, be. It should
2: be. We should, we should, uh, Spiritual we should honor health. our honor Spiritual our health, not yeah. physical health. Spiritual honor health your podcast. Temple. We should honor um, our physical health, but Noah doesn't do that.
0: Yeah. Um, so today we're talking about denominations. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the purpose of them? Yeah.
2: Are they important? are they not important? And I'm not talking the obvious ones, Jehovah Witness. Right, yeah,
0: we should clarify. We're talking about, basically, I I guess if I had to define it, I would say, between denominations, they all tend to agree on the same baseline that Jesus is the Son of God, he's came to earth, died for our sins. Well, most of them. Came back to life, went to heaven, right? And they usually the Bible is their only source material, right? You have groups like uh, Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses that add books to it. They tend to disagree on that baseline to some extent. So we're not talking about those groups, right? Those are, at worst, cults at best just entirely separate religions, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about simply denominations, groups that have... Differences in certain uh, theological views or practices of the scripture, but tend to have the same core creed and belief right across the board. Um, Yeah. I don't know what said I can't read it from here 6 um, 6 no. Six. Mm, 6 oh so we got time sweet mm, um, be... <laughs>
1: yeah but, but we, like
0: anyone got a guess
1: denomination's nowhere in the bible yeah. that word is not you guess either. how many
2: um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah no one cares you're gonna be kicked off I'm just kidding does anyone know he's not kidding I got kicked off how many um, the estimate of um, how many denominations 000. there are in the in the US no oh. Christian denominations. Right, right. can vary,
0: but... I mean, if I had to take a serious guess, I would say probably a over 200.
2: My
1: guess is like somewhere around maybe possibly like 45,000
0: possibly. That's... Yes. That's... Yes. No. <laughs> no. What is that? Was that close? How close? Around 200. Around 200? Yeah. That's really. yes, what I would have to guess. A lot too many. (laughs) Well, okay, so
2: my thoughts,
0: yeah, globally. Globally, we're talking about the U.S. (laughs) In the U.S., dummy, why do we invite you
1: to these things? (laughs) LiveScience.com says there are more than
2: 45,000 denominations. You're the kid that (laughs) everyone feels bad for, so your mom's like, hey, can you just hang out with him (laughs) because... He's, he's only here in town for a couple months. He do not want to feel lonely. He doesn't have any friends. Exactly. So no. I'm on summer break, by the way. So. Yeah, right. Thank you. Great. So, who? 200. Asked. 200. Um, around 200 denominations. And when you go back to Bible times, they wouldn't call denominations, but they did have parts in the Bible where people were starting to preach different stuff. Right. And then you had people who were... You know, driving out demons trying to drive out demons in different names, and they were trying to do some of that stuff, and and all this different stuff, and they were baptizing in in you know the different uh, right. names, right? All that stuff, and so you know you can almost look back and say, well, there was different things going on. Even with the Old Testament, they worship different gods, or they treated you know our God Jesus, they treated the Old Testament our God differently in different right. parts of the Old Testament. So you can almost see by today's standards, you can say there might have been different belief systems in the Bible. And um, today we have denominations and some don't believe in the Trinity. Yeah. Some believe in predestination of free will. Some, you know, like when did it start when you started with Assemblies of God, Foursquare, Baptist, Southern Baptist, Methodist, Episcopal. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Now you can say, well... Well, you know, ours is just based off the Bible, but then why do you have a different name in this group that says they're based off the Bible? Oh, well, we, we have a different of opinion on this or that, or a different view on this and that. The ones I'm, the domination I'm weary of are the ones where it's like, like when you look at Seventh-day Adventists. Some people say they're cult, some people say, you know, right. they're just almost the same except for they do everything on Saturday. But when they're when founder, when they base a lot of their teaching and stuff off a of founder, not... Hmm. Jesus. Right. You know. When they I I can't think of her name right now. But uh, when, Ellen White or something? Yeah, Ellen G. Ellen G. White. Ellen G. White, yeah. When when they say we believe in the Bible, but she's the one who kind of spearheaded how we view Their and believe prophecies, prophecies yeah. and believe the Bible. You know, and then you have that where that that's wrong. Then you have these denominations that have different belief systems. And look, if you if you because every person's supposed to interpret the Bible, you know, themselves. Yeah, and even if you think I have this great Bible-believing pastor, you still need to read it for yourself. Don't just think that Sunday, you know, sermon is enough knowledge to get you through the week. You need to <laughs> study it yourself. You need to do things like that yourself. You need to test it yourself. Yeah. And um, I think some people think, like, "Oh, this church really wasn't for me. This church really wasn't for me, teaching wise." And they look around, and then they find one that's more for them. And then that that church is probably similar to other churches in their denomination right? You know, or maybe even some churches I almost want to categorize like certain mega churches they might be all different denominations or independent but they're all similar in style yeah you know why do we if your church has different styles it's not a big deal you. if you're if you're sure if you're like I'm looking for this kind of worship that kind of worship yeah. though I think that's a little silly you know <laughs> um, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, mm. but when you get into the nomination of, of their core beliefs, what what does it say in their mission statement? What does it say in their bylaws? And you're looking for, you have all these different nominations now because they branched off different things because they didn't like how this church was doing it or they didn't like how that. When if we just get back to the text, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even do a contest. I wouldn't even think like, oh, okay, which denomination is closest to the text? Right. No, who cares? Just get back to the text. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, I know the Bible talks about, you know, like elders and deacons and having leadership and being under,
0: that submitting to leadership. And we've taken it as a church. The church should be under an umbrella. So some churches think, I need to be a part of a
2: denomination or some part of group. So we have that covering, per se. But I think nowadays, they just believe whatever they want. But they have that covering to save their butts of something you know, someone gets sued in their church or the something happens to their leadership. Then they have, they're have part of this denomination and then they step in or this and that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the Bible by itself, I do not think there's a need for do- denominations if we just read the Bible ourselves. If it's ideal. Even it's, before yeah. commentary, which I use commentary all the time, but even before commentaries were around, People all they had was just the Bible, and some people, even to this day, back then and now, only have parts of the Bible in written code, trying to figure these things out. And they, and that's what they have. They don't have denominations; they just have Jesus and the Bible. Right, and that's what we need to get back to. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Shane, any thoughts on go?
1: Oh no, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just interesting, um, like. I'd like to look into more. I'd like to learn more about um, how each denomination that we see today that's, like, prevalent, um, how it started. Right. Because they're all man-made, like, it just kind of naturally happens, like, whether it's Martin Luther um, pinning the 95 Theses or if it's someone else. Um, it's just... I think it's interesting... To look for the reasons or the causes for why, why splits happen, because I think to an extent, like it's unavoidable, you're gonna have to split on certain things. Um, people will just naturally do that. It's definitely not the ideal though, because um, like Mark was saying, throughout the Bible, it says to be unified. Mm-hmm. Just go back to the, back to the basics.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I like that. Um, speaking to what you said, Mark, about how. I like that, but speaking about that, <laughs> uh, you know, division is not uncommon in the church. I, I have 1 Corinthians chapter 1 here, um, and Paul says, My brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's household, have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this, one of you says, I follow Paul, another, I follow Apollos, another, I follow Cephas, still another, I follow Christ. Uh, verse 13, Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I did not baptize any of you, except uh, Crispus and Gaius, so no one can say that you were baptized in my name. He says, you know, even to this church in uh, in Corinth, he says, you know, you're quarreling over who to follow and who's mm-hmm. the leader, and, and in a way, this probably was some form of uh, denominations, right, where you had one church who said. We're following what Paul says. Another church is saying no. We're following what Christ said. Another is saying no. We're following what Cephas said. I like what Paul says. Is Christ divided? Right? It's rhetorical, but we know the answer is no. Christ is Christ, right? Jesus is the same as he was in the New Testament, as he was in the Old Testament, as he is today, right? It's the same Jesus, the same God that we're serving today. So in a way, no. There's no place for denominations. I think typically speaking the problem is is that it's somewhat unavoidable right because you know where we're trying to look at this book that is so deep and unknowable you know we're going to have varying interpretations and, and various ideas that's going to lead to this division but that's why i like what you said mark that it's i think we need to kind of take a Individual approach to the scripture sometimes, right? Like, there's a place for corporate prayer and worship and teaching and fellowship, and all this is important and necessary to have a church. But I think we need to take some of that learning on ourselves to read and interpret the scripture for ourselves and not be worried about what, you know, the doctrines of our pastor is saying or our denomination is saying or you know, what somebody else's ideas are and try to understand it for ourselves, Yeah. right? Because not only does that lead to division, but if you're only taking the word of your denomination and what they're telling you to believe without really seeing for yourself whether that's the case, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, right?
2: well, the uh, Greek word for divisions is, and I'm saying this for you guys, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <yeah>. uh, <laughs> the Greek word for divisions is, Schismata, S C H. Don't look at my phone. S C H I S M A T A, and what it means, it properly means to tear or rend. Mm -hmm. So basically, you're reading your scripture. Paul's basically what he's trying to come across is he's pleading with them to stop ripping each other apart. Yeah, he's basically saying stop tearing up the body of Christ. But then he says. Right after all that, he says, But that you may be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. See, he contrasts divisions with what's the opposite of division? Be perfectly joined together. You know? And that's what we need to be as a church. Yeah. Now, I get the idea of, Well, are you saying that we're all one church? We're not universalists. And then what I'm also not saying is, Oh, we're like one church, so... I'm gonna go check out this church tonight. Oh, but I love their midweek. I'm gonna you still have to commit to a church. Right. Because that's important. But um another let's go through a little bit of background. Um please. For first part of it when it says, For it has been declared to me concerning my brethren by those of Chloe's household. Um Chloe was a woman, we're assuming probably a Christian, whose business interests caused her representatives, those of her household, to travel between uh, Ephesus and Corinth. And Paul writes this letter from Ephesus where these people from Chloe's house will visit and told him about the condition of the Corinthian church. Um, you know, the contentions among you. The Corinthian church suffered under quarreling conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's divided. It's created cliques. Mm-hmm. Each party having its own leader. Right. How many times have you seen churches split because, you know, part of the church sided with this pastor, another side of the church sided with this other pastor, or yeah. the elders. The elders versus the pastor. How many times do you see these things happen? You know, mm. um, I mean, when he says, I am of Paul. There was the, the, the Paul party, right? <laughs> that we should call, Van that. And then I am of Apollos, you know, the Apollos party. And I am of Cephas. there was the Peter party, you know. And they each were different. And then there's I am of Christ. There was the Jesus party who declared who he was. Right. And even Peter, who is an amazing man. The church isn't... Like, um, we don't fall after him. Even when you have, like, great leaders or past leaders of the faith, like Pastor Lloyd, who, from our church, who passed away years ago. Great leader. Amazing. Kind man. One of the best greeters I've ever met. Mm-hmm. You know, boy, guess what? Our church isn't the church of Pastor Lloyd. No. Our church isn't the church of Pastor Mark, even though... He has amazing uh you know sermons that maybe go ten minutes too long maybe but they're still amazing <laughs> you know but we don't have the church of that right. we have the Church of Jesus Christ you know when you look at Apollo who the, someone who is a man who is who has great power and spiritual gifts you know and they they talk about that in Acts 18 of Apollo yeah yet they're following him I am a cephas you know. Of a man who is first among all the apostles, Jesus gave him the keys to the kingdom of heaven, he's our man. But you know, we're not following him. But you can see why there's divisions there. Right. You can see why people had all these divisions. And in reality, I like what this note says here. The the Corinthians boasting about their leaders, their party leaders per se, were really boasting about themselves. Mm. It wasn't so much that they thought so and so and so and so was great but that they were great for following that person, you know? And that's, that's where it becomes an issue. How many times do we do we hear, even in our church, it's not bad, but like, oh, I just love Pastor Matthew's sermons. I love Pastor Mark's sermons. But if, if Pastor Matthew were to feel this call of God to say, hey, I feel it, the elders feel it, I feel called, I need to go help this sister church. Yeah, And it's, you know, in another state or it's six hours away. I, I just I got to step down in three months and that's where I'm going or my and then let's say my dad says the same thing because I really feel it the elders feel it There the pastors around them that they, they trust in in the area and the, they feel it he goes right so they're they're both gone how many people would still stick around our church yeah are, are they is this in a sense denomination yeah we're part of a, a loose-leaf denomination but how many people are here for the leader and how many people are here for the church? Right, right. And I think yeah. sometimes people, when you get caught up in denominations, people walk in to a or walk, but they drive into a new town, maybe they're moving, they're moving in. Well, you could walk over they're, city borders. Right that's in. true. They ride yeah. in on a horse. Yeah, that too. And, <laughs> and, and they, they have to find a church of this denomination, you know, because that's their set beliefs, because they don't follow Jesus. Yeah, they follow there, and I'm not their saying I'm not yeah. saying that's completely wrong. Cause we've had people who are like we're moving to town, and they had they were going to a sister church, and they asked their pastor and oh, "Well, there's this church in the area. They're part of our group of churches, and they're really great." And they would come check us out. Yeah, that's great. But when you're purposely out there only abiding by th- this certain church, there's an issue there. When you have City of Angels Church of Christ, those, those dudes who. Tried to talk to you at COD, yeah, <laughs> and, and and things like that. It, they would tell you you cannot go anywhere else. Yeah, they would almost borderline not want you to move. And if you were going to move, they would tell you you need to. If you're going to move, well, we need to make sure there's a church in your area. And you can tell well, there's plenty of churches. No, like one of our churches, right? Because it's a denomination. It's not about following Jesus. Hmm. It's about following the leader in that said church, or it's about following that type of church. And that's not good. Yeah. And when you see that with these leaders and they're following different leaders, it goes to show you that their faith, first and foremost, is in that leader slash their beliefs, aka in a sense like a denomination, before it is Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like mic drop, by the way. It's like if I, like drop, yeah. It's like if I, because when I went to Union and I was looking for a church out in Tennessee. Explain like, them what Union is. And union University. He's a part Washington, of a union. Jackson, but, yeah. yeah, the Union at part Jackson. He's part of the dom- denomination called Union. <laughs> yeah. So when I first got there, I asked um, the director of ministry there and student life, Joe Ball. I asked him like what his recommendations for churches are because was like yeah Joe Ball yeah. <laughs> yeah he's actually coming down for for the Southern Baptist Convention oh nice nice Anaheim nice. but um, I yeah. asked like because there's like a hundred over a hundred churches in the area and he was like oh well here's talk to this guy he's Pentecostal because I told him I was Pentecostal ish non denominational.
2: Big key on the ish.
1: Yeah, ish, because ish, they have a very different picture of the Pentecostal yeah. churches out there. Anyway, so I ended up um, choosing to go to a Baptist church, um, West Jackson Baptist Church. But really, like the Baptist part of it had literally like no, had like maybe a very small percentage of the reason why I went there. I just went there because of the, the church itself, like the body not just the preaching the preaching is good and not just the worship but it is interesting to ask like what would you what would you prioritize if you were looking for a new church would you put worship i know you mentioned that worship is one of the criteria my sister decided to leave like she was starting to go to one church and i won't name the church but she said that get no him, no get no, one, him, gossip, get no one raised their hands and so she felt like it was a little bit um, she just didn't feel free to raise right. her hand so she left that
2: church. I, I, when I was in Washington, one of my roommates was—he was associate pastor for a while, and um, they had him speak once. And I never went to his church, but I went for that. And and no one, only one person raised their hands in worship, and it was just like in front of their chest. No one did. Now when I caught that. I was my roommates, and they're not—they—they would call themselves religious, but they weren't. You know, some of these guys and girls weren't really Christian-Christian. There was just three of us, me and two other girls. And they weren't, like, they were Christian, but they weren't really, like, I don't know. It was more of, like, a belief than it was, like, right, right. cultural lifestyle. Well, so they just stood there. But I looked around and saying, but I didn't lick my hands because I saw the outlay out of respect. But then in a sermon, he's like, why don't we raise our hands in the church? You know, part of the sermon. You know, like, because it would be, because we don't want to make it about ourselves, and that would be distracting to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that point of view, but see that that church is a part of a group of churches that probably um, have that same belief. Right. Maybe not a denomination, but pretty close to it. You know, our church isn't is called non-denominational, but that's we're the most denominational non-denominational <laughs> church there is because we're a part of a group of churches that have core beliefs together. Yeah, right. And although we got each church, uh, part of our church is each church. what they want governs themselves they just have a few core beliefs but it was like i understood what the guy was saying but at the same time it's kind of like you know that i could see why that would be be a deal breaker i see people come in and then they're like oh hymns you know it's like (laughs) but if that's your mindset then 50 years ago you wouldn't have been going to church at all before before the jesus music movement in like the 70s in the well, Calvary Chapel, you'd be like, no, I'm not. whoa, this music? Okay, I'm out. Yeah. Really, I get it if you have a preference, but in reality, worship shouldn't be the biggest thing. It should be about the body of Christ, and you should be going to a church that's welcoming, right. where you can make new friendships with other believers, the fellowship, and the, the fellowship, yeah. and the preaching should be on point. Mm. Now, if there's minor disagreements on something they say, I mean, obviously, if they're not saying, like, oh, yeah, our church believes in... 18 different gods, okay. But if you, if, if you, if their church for the majority of the teaching is good, the reality is, majority of the teaching should be done at home with your own Bible reading. Yeah. And the pastor is supposed to give you extra in depth teaching because that's their job
1: right what about church membership so like what about no. like serving church Cause membership a, is bogus because there's a church that that i visited and um i won't say the name of the church get them Cal- get him, gossip Cal- calvary baptist church um okay. but <laughs> calvary but they don't let anyone like any of the students serve unless they get church membership and in, they like, probably
2: don't let them take communion I think you might be right, actually. Think, does yeah. it, to me, where in the Bible does it directly say things about church membership? The, the, now, it show, now it talks about things similar, like being connected to the body, they want you to things like that. Yeah. But it's like when your church says things like that, that's of a denomination. Right. And that's where you divide people. I I know this one church where they only allow you to take communion if you're a believer.
0: Yeah,
2: And um, <laughs> that to me... Is like like almost denominational-ish because if you're not a believer and you and you're you're kind enough to 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 go through with that, then everyone's just gonna see you sitting there, <laughs> or like in the Catholic Church. Oh, he's not like, a Christian. Like Catholic Church, they have so many different rules yeah. for you to be baptized. Mass. It, it, it's. See, I, almost, it's I, I almost
0: wouldn't call the Catholic Church a uh, Christian denomination. I would consider them. By Separate. world standards. Right. We, well, for, yeah, for world standards. We love Catholics.
1: We love Catholics. Sure. Shout we, out to Jonas, Jonas Spitzer.
2: Even okay. even some even some secular you know, people wouldn't count Mormon or witnesses, but they would count Catholics in that right. denomination. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, why do we take different parts of the service and say it has to be like this or that, and then we're only going to be a part of a church that's like this or that? I get the practical side in a sense. Like somebody said, oh, well, they just simply have kids' ministry, and... We we have kids and this and that. What did they do in Bible times? Like, what after do they do? Did they just <laughs> did they put their kids outside? The whole right. family was in the service. Now I'm not necessarily saying that's how it should be today. We have children's ministry. We have Kingdom Kids, um, and we have whatever the youth groups called. I don't know what,
1: what I think bad. it's called youth ministry. Yeah, youth ministry. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, yeah. Oh. Well, there's a couple things I want to say. Um, one. Say it. Um, Mark was, was referencing the church I went to in Phoenix. Oh, yo. Um, gossip without gossip. Come <laughs> on, you don't know. That, that. Come that, on, that did the communion. But, I mean, they Many were, they were I mean. a Southern Baptist church, but oh. there was really no point where you would tell that they were non-denominational, apart from maybe the, the communion thing. Hmm. But, um, you know, I, I think it's worth noting that when you look at much of the early church, until the establishment of the Catholic church, what, like a hundred years, two hundred years after uh, the death of Christ, churches were just ten to twelve people meeting in homes. Right? Like when that they was bigger they would split and right. they would go into another household. That was the church. So today to say hymns are the way to do it, or forty minute sermons no longer is the way to do it. Or whatever we say, right? Yeah. Definitely nice. There is Zero basis scripturally for any of that right mm-hmm. It's entirely like basically preference, preference or you know whatever you prefer as long as it's not tradition. taken away from the truth, right it is largely preference and largely what largely tradition yeah. yeah, tradition of how things have grown because to to look to the Old Testament as I mean the New Testament as a guidance for how to operate a church beyond leadership yeah. right because it does talk a lot about leadership there really is no no useful information because again the the church was entirely different than what we know of it today. Yeah. Um but the other thing I kinda wanted to mention on, because obviously you have division over leaders, right, like we talked about. But a lot of the division is doctrinal, right? You have divisions over what you know, what the Bible is actually saying. And, you know, it's funny, I was I was watching this YouTube video, um, and it was from an atheist because I try to I try to watch all sides, all angles and diversify my knowledge. It's <laughs> waiting for Mark to say something, but yeah. but um I you know, I I do try to, to watch opposing viewpoints when I can. And the guy was responding to critics of his videos from Christians who criticized him for not using quote unquote real Christians when he was quoting things or trying to share beliefs, right? You know, people would say, oh, that person's not a good representation or that person's, you know, this denomination or that denomination. So he made a response video where he basically, somewhat satirical, tried to find what the true church was, right? Like what the actual true believer is. And so he basically started with Catholicism and he would give a brief description of what they believed. Then he would show clips of Christians saying, you know, Catholicism isn't real Christianity, right? So he said, okay, we'll go to the next one. So he went to Eastern Orthodox, did the same thing, right? He showed different Christian speakers, and pastors saying how that's not, you know, the right church. So he kind he went on to a couple other denominations where he went to, I think, uh, Lutheranism. Or Lutherans.
2: Lutherism?
0: Uh, I don't know where that came from. (laughs) He talked about Lutherans. Um, He talked about Seventh day Adventists. He talked about. Seventh day Adventists. 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 I don't know where I'm talking about. I I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. He talked about. um, No sugar. uh, Church of Latter day Saints, (laughs) Mormons. um, You know, just basically showing other Christians, talking about how these aren't real Christians, right? Right. And he came to the conclusion that. There is no such thing as the true church. And I don't agree with his final conclusion, but I do agree that it's hard to point to any one Mm. church, non-denominational, denomination, whatever, that is truly the, quote-unquote, true church that Jesus was talking about. Because I think at the end of the day, the church really is just the believers, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's right, not seven day it's Advent it's not Lutheran. the denomination. It's, it's, it's basically saying that if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you're a part of the church, mm-hmm. right? You might have disagreements on baptism. We might disagree on communion. We might disagree on the order of service or how restrictive it should be, and and those are important issues. But at the end of the day, it it doesn't change the fact of whether or not you believe. And I know this is something I've talked about before. Whenever we talk about things like Once saved, always saved or something. I always make a point to mention that at the end of the day, as important as these are, it doesn't change, you know, it doesn't really matter to our salvation at the end of the day, right? They're important topics, but they shouldn't define the body of believers to the point that it is. Now, we can't avoid that, but I guess my point to say is if you come across a Lutheran or a Calvinist or, you know, a Presbyterian, whoever... Right. Just because they have a certain doctrinal difference to us doesn't mean they're not believers, even Catholics. Right. You know, we can say all we want about their some of the issues in the, the Catholic Church. If they still believe in Jesus Christ, they're saved. I'd even go so far as to say Mormons. Right. As no. messed up as some of what they believe, no. Mark, a lot of them Mark do. A lot of them dancing. do believe in Jesus Christ. No. For people, who and can't see the not video all of them, of this, <laughs> not that. all of them, but some of them do believe in the same Jesus Christ that we do, and believe that he did the same things that we believe him to, right?
1: Polygamy, and
0: and so, yeah. I think that what matters is you, know, and, and I guess what makes the true church is the belief in Jesus Christ, right? That core belief, right? And everything else is. Doctrinal differences that you know are important but shouldn't shape our our view of other believers and whatnot. Um, there's a quote from the old Christian rapper propaganda. You ever listen to him mark?
2: Yeah, uh, I like his song Crimson Cord and I okay. like his song Lofty. Lofty Beach yeah, and eulogy. I
0: haven't heard that one. It talks sure about the whole
2: existence it it, def, it goes it desi- basically <laughs> kills
0: evolution in a sense. Oh nice.
2: In a song. Nah, yeah. I'll have to listen to it. Yeah. It's great. Um,
0: but he has another song, uh, called Precious Puritans, where he kinda rags on, on Puritans a whole bunch. But he has one quote that I really like from that song. It's a lyric. So you gotta you can say it like he would say it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to. Um, uh, he wow. says So they're not gonna understand the fully. He says there's not one generation of believers that has figured out the marriage between proper doctrine and action. Basically saying that, you know, you can believe all the right things doesn't mean we're going to act it out properly Mm -hmm. and you can be a phenomenal christian in the way you act towards others but believe something crazy right and i think it's true like it's hard to find the balance between how do we be good christians while believing the right things and we might never truly reach that point right And, and i guess what i'm trying to say is you know denominations will exist as long as humans do Right? It's just unfortunate product of us being faulty and dealing with incomplete picture of what's happening. And so rather than getting hung up on these denominations and pointing fingers at who's right or who's wrong or, or you know, getting too caught up on some of these differences, rather focus on the church as a whole, the body of believers as a whole, right? and not be quick to dismiss somebody because they come from a different church. Or, you know, get, get, uh, push somebody aside because their church does things slightly differently. You know? Well, one th- I, and, th- one yeah, thing
2: ahead. I, I want to say, and it'll be my final thought, and I, I can't find it, so I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase, which is, um, uh-oh. <laughs> don't you just love it when I paraphrase things? Mm. Um, you know, when we talk about you know, you kinda of mentioned how we are the body of believers. We are we are the church, that's what we say. Well then if we are the church I don't wanna get super off topic with my final thought, but if we are the church, then what that also means is then when people say I've been hurt by the church you know, they say I've been hurt by this denomination. Right. Like originally we wanted to talk about Baptists, well they just had that big scandal with the SBC with the Southern Baptist Convention and yeah. all all that very shady stuff and people say, you know, is you know, the church has hurt people. Like the people in the church, they're really good people. It's the church that has hurt people. But then at that same time we say we are the church. Yeah. Church is not a building. We are the church. So if the church is not a building, if we're not a denomination, we are, you know, we are the church's people. Then when people who are hurt by all these different denominations are they hurt by those denominations, or are they hurt by the true church, which is us as a community? Yeah. And that means then we have to step up. Because if people were not hurt throughout the years or did not feel different emotions and feelings, then these people that tried to start different denominations wouldn't build steam because people would still be in the same church they and in. They, they would still be in the same church they started in. Yeah. But because people felt hurt or felt the difference of opinions or felt these different things because of people swayed a little bit from the Bible— then now you get all these different denominations. And some people leave their denomination because of church hurt. And really, it was people who hurt them. Yeah. If their trust was truly in the Bible, then they wouldn't walk away from the church altogether. You know what I mean? And and you see, this denomination really hurt me, blah, blah, blah. You even see in ministry pastors who are hurt by different denominations, so they peace out. And then they they don't go back to church for a long time. And it's sad. And part of that has to do with, you know over the years, different denominations rising up. And my last part is, are denominations bad? They can be, and they can be harmful. Just like unions. Unions start off well, (laughs) they mean well, but most of them do. But then after a while, you get corruption or you get people doing things that aren't good, and then they're not looking out for really everybody. Right. You know? And that's how it is sometimes. Denominations, they might start well, they might believe well, but then before you know it, Mm. you know, what's going on when you look at like, Organizations like Black Lives Matter—they meant well in the beginning. They started well in the beginning, but then you hear countless stories of people saying, "Hey, I'm the I'm the director of my chapter in my city, and we haven't heard from them in months, and they haven't given us you know so much amount of money they said they're going to help us with for this and that." You know, some of these things start well, and even if you disagree with them, they might mean well. But then, where is it all going? And the same with some of these denominations—they might start well, but then you get anything that's created by man is doomed to fail at some point in some area, somewhere. But when you have a church that's just on the Bible, you cannot fail. Because if you fail, if your belief system, in a sense, fails, your doctrine fails, and you're just centered around the Bible, that can't happen. That means there's something wrong with you. Because the Bible doesn't fail. It's humans that fail. Mm. I like that. What did you say earlier? Drop the mic. There we go. That's my final thought.
0: Yeah. It's a good fun. Yeah. Um... You know, I I was just thinking when you're talking about that, I guess my final thought would be to say that it's if you find yourself in a situation where something is preached or said that you don't agree with, don't be afraid, rather than just walking away from that church, right? Don't be afraid to bring it up to the pastor and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and respectfully talk about your disagreements over something in the Bible. Because unless you're in a cult right? They should not be afraid to have those discussions with you, mm. right? Coles will shut you down. They'll, you know, reprimand you for questioning the doctrine. But mm. assuming you're not in that situation, right, don't be afraid to, you know, challenge those beliefs. Because I assume most people listening are either members of our church or non-denominational churches, but maybe you know somebody who's in a denominational church or you find yourself in that situation Right, We should be able to talk about these issues and talk about differences. I mean, me and Mark have tons of doctrinal differences that we, you know, a lot oh, wow. we agree on, right. but, but some that we disagree on, right? But we can talk about it and have those discussions mm-hmm. and still at the end of the day understand that we still have the same core beliefs, even if we slightly disagree on certain things here or there or, you know, whatnot. And, and so I, my point to say is don't be afraid to bring up disagreements you might have. Right? Don't allow it to create division in your church. Don't allow it to, you know, create problems or conflicts or drifts, right? Don't be afraid to talk about those issues. And maybe you'll find through talking with your pastor and your elders and doing research and reading the Bible, you'll find, hey, maybe you were in the wrong, right? Maybe you can have some, you, know, you can make some changes. Or maybe you're reaffirmed in your belief and maybe you even get your pastor to change their belief or your church to change their you know their stances on certain doctrines right you know it's okay to have these discussions and even be wrong or be right about it you know i mean this happens a lot in the you know in the the catholic church before the the protestant reformation there was dialogue there was conventions to talk about what our creed was right you had this all the time where you know theologians would come together to say hey what do we actually believe let's write it into word, right so it wasn't uncommon to have that dialogue and that debate at that time right before the catholic church became far more cultish in the dark ages but yeah. so yeah my final point is don't shy away from differences in doctrine but don't allow it to become divisive as we see it right where denominations split and churches split right there's a healthy middle ground where we can accept our lack of understanding without it causing division Shane, any final thoughts? good another mic. <laughs> oh, okay. um, yeah, my final
1: thought would be, if you're going to, if you're looking for a church or like you, you're not committed yet. Start your own. Uh, <laughs> yeah, start your own. <laughs> Absolutely. You, your- you you if I have a vision. <laughs> just just execute <laughs> that vision. Um, yeah. So, I think. Yeah, that too. But I think the, the main thing is, like we talked about before, I think the people are most important. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, for example, at West Jackson Baptist Church um, at college, I might be like one of the only, one of like a, maybe a couple people who pray in tongues. Right. And so that's just something that you have to realize you're never going to find the perfect church who lines up with everything you believe right and once you come to that realization it kind of is a good it's just a good way to be open with people and say it's okay we we have our differences and yeah like, you don't have to say oh i'm sorry that i believe this you shouldn't yeah. apologize ever for that right. um obviously you have you know common things like believing in the trinity believing in the resurrection yeah um all, all you know, there's a list of that. There's there's key things that you can look for, but overall, it should be the people. That's my final thought. Is yeah, the body of Christ is the church, capital C. So
0: I like that. That's my all right. There top. it is. He dropped the mic. Um, all right. Mic. Thank you for joining. That was Brokenness to Faith uh, podcast talking about the nominations. Um, you can send us an email at brokenness to faith gmail dot com. Um, If you want to send us any ideas, suggestions, comments, concerns, um, anything at all, we'd like to hear it. Follow us on Instagram, brokenness underscore two underscore face. Regularly updated. That's correct. Uh, Update every day. Um, Yeah, thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys in the next one.